Hey everyone, this is Adam Ellenboss from Nightlight Astrology. Happy Monday, everybody. Today we are going to take a look at this week's Sun-Uranus conjunction in the sign of Taurus, uh, which is a pretty interesting conjunction considering that we have a new moon coming up in Taurus, Jupiter moving into Taurus. So there's a lot of activity happening in that Taurus region of our birth chart right now. It's a big time for Taurus and Scorpios, of course, and all the fixed signs in general. Uh, but today, I want to talk about the five things I absolutely love about Sun-Uranus conjunctions and five things that I could live without. So I amended, by the way, the I could live without from things I hate, <laughs> because enough of you complained about the word hate, and I listened. So <laughs> so, so five, things like, five things I love, five things I could live without when it comes to the Sun-Uranus uh, in um, any sign, but in this case, in the sign of Taurus. So that's what we're going to do today. And hopefully this will help you prepare for this energy as it comes through this week. Before we get into it, don't forget to like and subscribe. If you're new to the channel, hit that subscribe button. It really helps us grow the channel and the content. Uh, and also uh, share your comments. When you share your comments, it also helps the channel to grow. Uh, you can find a transcript of today's talk on the website, nightlightastrology.com. Uh, and if you have a good story to share this week with Sun Uranus, use um, the hashtag grabbed. Tell us the transit, tell us your story in the comment section, or email it to us, grabbed at nightlightastrology.com. I also want to remind you guys that we are in enrollment season right now. And need-based tuition in particular is filling up, and I want to make sure that you guys are aware of what that is. If you go to the first year course page, under the courses page, you'll see upcoming courses, year one, horary, year two, they all start in June. The next year one program, uh, Ancient Astrology for the Modern Mystic, begins June 11th. Enrollments are coming in all the time now, so we're, we are starting to fill up. I want to make sure that people especially are aware of the need-based tuition. I'll tell you that about that in a second. Uh, there's 30 classes on the year. Uh, they are all webinar-based and recorded, so you can attend live or participate remotely. We have a staff of tutors that are there in a discussion forum and in between major units of study leading breakout tutoring sessions if you need them. Tons of other support material throughout the course. It is a course that will teach you how to read birth charts, whether you are doing it as something for yourself because you love astrology, it's a hobby, or you want to do it professionally. Um, people take the class for both uh, kind of both reasons and find that you can go as deep as you want to with the course depending on what your intention is. So it's really uh, it really meets people where they're at. The early bird payment saves you $500 off. There's a payment plan you can use, uh, spread it out over a year, uh, take advantage of that. And then the need-based tuition. So this is for people who um, you are, you have a, a tight budget, you really want to study astrology, but you have, uh, you have to work within uh, constraints or a difficult period you're going through financially, or maybe you're a single parent, you're on disability, you are only working part-time, you're in between jobs. We get it. Life happens. Uh, it's tough out there for a lot of people. We understand. We don't think people should be priced out of being able to study astrology. So we always have a certain amount of contracts that we leave open for uh, tuition assistance. So if you could use that, uh, make sure you apply early. Uh, one of the things that has unfortunately happened is that there's been a pattern of people submitting their applications at the last minute. We're trying to avoid that this year, and I'm really pushing the need-based tuition contracts so that we don't get hit with a massive amount of those contracts coming in the last week, and then the staff is overwhelmed, and it gets really hard for everyone to be set up in the program at the last minute. So uh, just make sure that if you want to join us and need a little bit of help, that you use that uh, application and apply now. Okay, well, that is it for announcements. Um, we are going to take a look at the Sun-Uranus conjunction. Let's go ahead and put it up on the screen, the real-time clock, so we can take a peek at it before we talk about it. Uh, so you'll see that the Sun is conjoining uh, Uranus and Taurus. This is May 9th. You can feel it if we go back to today, May 8th. 
you can see that sun is just one degree off from Uranus. Go forward there, it's on the same degree. Go forward to Wednesday, May 10th, and it's just separating within one degree. So we'll call it a Monday through Wednesday transit. You should be feeling this actually all the way through um, you know, Thursday, Friday, because it's still within that three degree range. So this, this is the week of the sun conjunct Uranus. And that's really exciting because it's a week that can lead to um, breakthroughs. This is one of the big signatures of uh, the Sun and Uranus coming together. Now, of course, what's really interesting about this, in addition, is that if we go forward just a few more days, on May 16th into the 17th, Jupiter enters Taurus, and then we get a new moon in Taurus on the 19th. So the middle of this month features a whole lot of energy pouring through this sign of Taurus. This huge for Tauruses, the Taurus area of your birth chart, or the fixed signs in general, depending on where planets lie in the fixed signs in your chart, you may be getting some aspects right now, and these transits will amplify those. So Anyway, there are five things that I absolutely love about Sun-Uranus conjunctions and five things I could live without that I came up with today that I thought would be fun to talk about as ways of turning that archetypal jewel, getting to know the transit, making sure we're prepped for it, getting some spiritual insight, some psychological insight, and also, you know, what are the shadows that can come up? So, and sometimes it, depending on context, the shadow is a blessing. And sometimes depending on context, the blessing is a shadow. It's so, uh, you know, context is everything in astrology. Anyway, the five things I love, number one is the sudden bursts of inspiration that come. Uh, when you think about the sun and Uranus, you think of, um, for example, when it's conjoined, when they are conjoined with one another, as I say, opposed to square or uh, uh, square or in an opposition, um, you often get you know, rather than the the tower card in the tarot, which is like sudden breakup of structures that's sort of damaging and terrifying, a lightning strike that bursts the castle apart. When the sun conjoins Uranus, it's more like the clouds breaking and the sun blasting through. Uh, the breakup of heavier, darker, denser material with a sudden blast of light. Um, that is one of the, like an energetic image of the sun conjoined Uranus that often leads to these sudden bursts of inspiration. Um, I brought up the <clears throat> etymology of the word ins uh, inspire that I wanted to share with you guys. So here it is. It comes from inspirin to fill the mind, the heart with grace, <laughs> to blow into, to breathe upon, to inflame, to breathe. And that's the thing is that there's this feeling with the sun Uranus that suddenly you're being, being injected with vital force. And that vital force is creative in nature, which means it usually inspires, it breathes into you the excitement to do something in particular. And that inspiration for many people is going to be experienced as kind of redeeming and joyful and it, it often, when the sun breaks through the clouds suddenly, it's like there's a, a breakup of heaviness and, and, and stuckness, which is something else I'll come to in a minute. But um, so the inspiration is one of the best parts about sun Uranus, that the sudden arrival of grace and vitality, and um, it, it has a, the feeling of awakening. So that's one of my favorite things about the sun Uranus, and you could experience that this week, especially around the topics of the whole sign house of Taurus in your birth chart. Then we have number two on my list, which is the breakthrough insights or actions. So the other thing that Uranus likes to do is it likes to break up structures, especially those that are monotonous, um, that are reaching their expiration date, that are stifling or oppressive. 
and Uranus will say, you know, sort of, um, let's, let's give you an idea, an insight or an action that can lead to a breakthrough. I've been stuck trying to solve a problem. I've been stuck in a pattern. Here's the insight. Here's the action. Here's the thing that will suddenly help you break through a barrier, a boundary, or um, something that you've been frustrated by. One of my favorite things about Sun-Uranus conjunctions. Number three is the liberation from stuckness. Now, this is sort of similar to a breakthrough insight or action, but the difference is that it's like, you know, imagine that imagine that Eeyore is suddenly gifted a dose of MDMA. <laughs> you have like almost, almost naturally, you have to think of the sun Uranus as like an antidote for the Saturnian blues. And Saturn does so many wonderful things. But if, if you're feeling weighted down, stuck, uh, imprisoned, if you lack movement, if there's stagnation, one of the things that Uranus does is it feels like it's plugging you into an electrical outlet and suddenly you're like, you have the energy to move past something that you have, um, that has been um, a block. So in particular, there can be these insights or actions that lead to breakthroughs. There can also be very specifically getting out of stuckness. And the stuckness can be psychological or emotional, or it can be physical, or it can be practical or strategical. But suddenly there is this um, understanding or energy or, you know, sufficient uh, resources to get out of a place that you have been stuck. And maybe you didn't even know you were stuck. And suddenly you have the understanding, I've been stuck and here's how I get out. So those are kind of similar. But number four is the unexpected illumination. Now, one of the things that I love about Sun Uranus is that the Sun was associated with Apollo, Apollo with oracles. <clears throat> the great inscription at the uh, Oracle of Delphi was to know thyself. There's something about the Sun Uranus that comes along and it gives you that clear, individuated sense of who you are, where you're going, what you have to do, what is true and authentic to you. Um, that unexpected illumination can be on from the higher self, so to speak, just saying, this is who you really are. This is where you're really going. This is what you really need to be doing. Um, and so there's a, a way in which it can be like a, a little mini enlightenment, um, an enlightenment that serves the process of individuating further, taking that next big personal step in your journey. The other thing that can come is let's just say that you've had a hard time understanding something. Now, for me, that's often, you know, in my studies as an astrologer, I just have a hard time understanding a concept or I might have a hard time understanding some element of a, of, of a, of a house or a sign or, you know, and I think about these things all the time. They're, you know, astrology for me is like you, you, you learn it and then you think about the most basic things for, you know, hundreds and hundreds of hours. And every time you think you understand something, you know, you, you realize that there's, there's more that's hidden that you can't understand. And I love that about astrology. It keeps me forever interested. Um, but there's this amazing thing that happens when the sun gets together with Uranus, which is something that you've been puzzling over. And it could be intellectual or spiritual or philosophical or political or social it, within a relationship, a pattern of some kind. And all of a sudden, boom, I see it. I see it clearly. It's like, I, I get this like, total clear understanding of something. And it's very temporary and it's very quick. It, it strikes like lightning. 
But that is a gift. When those insights come, that is like, you know, easily one of my favorite features of Sun Uranus conjunctions is the unexpected moment of illumination or enlightenment, which can serve your personal development. And it can also serve to help you understand subjects or topics or anything that you're passionate about um, at a deeper level. And usually it will also serve to reinvigorate and re-inspire your interest in those things or your your even your personal journey, you can just be re-motivated to, um, to keep going and keep growing. Number five is moving upward again after a plateau. You can easily get bored and stuck in not a place, well, it's like when I say stuck, what I mean is stuck in the familiar, stuck in doing the same thing over and over again. And it's not that there's some feeling of like, oh, I'm imprisoned. It's just, it's more like you've reached a plateau. You're a little bit bored. You're a little bit restless. You haven't figured out what comes next. And you're excited for what comes next, but you know, nothing's coming. Then the sun and Uranus get together and all of a sudden you're putting your, you know, hiking boots back on and you're, you're moving from a plateau back up the mountain. I love that about sun Uranus conjunctions that the inspiration to move to a higher space in your journey. It's a very transcendent, uh, quality, the sun Uranus. It's not like going down into the valley, which is very like Plutonian, for example, um, going downward and, and inward, which is valuable too. With sun Uranus, it's very much like upward, like you've reached a plateau and now let's climb again. Let's go back up toward the peak. It has um, an interest in transcendence, generally speaking. So, uh, and of, of making significant changes with an eye for novelty and doing things differently. And that can help us get off of plateaus, which is one of the things I love about Sun Uranus. Well, there's five things that I could live without. And, you know, for some people, these things might actually be the gifts, like I said earlier. So anyway, the number one would be, and this is in no particular order, but Number one on my list is the freedom that leaves others behind. Sun Uranus is so individualistic, so interested in personal evolution that, you know, sometimes you see that person who's like, I've just got to do me. And that means that they're going to leave their family. You know, they're going to leave their spouse and abandon people or other relationships they are not going to be very considerate of, or that this freedom uh, doesn't consider the thoughts, feelings, values, and needs of other people that depend or rely on you. And sometimes you have to leave those things behind, which is why I say that, yeah, this is a something I don't love about this transit, uh, this energy, this or this archetypal combination, but it's not always a bad thing, you know? So you can leave some room for this to be uh, that freedom and sometimes having to not care so much about what other people think is a great thing about Sun Uranus, but it can be so individualistic that it disregards other people in a way that's damaging. Number two would be the overpromise and underdeliver effect. Sun Uranus promises big. It's hard to live up to the almost like the fever uh, of the, the the gold fever of Sun Uranus uh, in the sign of Taurus. Here's what's beautiful. Here's what's amazing. Here's what's possible. Let's go do it. And it's like it, you know the reality is that the Sun Uranus is holding up a Promethean image of um, progress and freedom and enlightenment and godliness and beauty and truth and liberty and these very lofty things which we can move toward but can we ever get there fully i feel like we always have to be prepared for the sun uranus to overpromise and underdeliver and if you can be okay with that like it's going to aim high you'll get high ish you know <laughs> like you may not get all the way that's that's something to be aware of this week 
Um, now, the third one would be the cocksure self-righteousness. Unfortunately, for as charming and invigorating as this transit is, it can also lead to a kind of co cocky, self-righteous, my way or the highway um, feeling. Um, you can get so high on this energy that, again, like leaving others behind or neglecting other people in favor of, um, you know, this sort of individualistic um, impulse, that the same thing can lead us to being a little cocksure, self-righteous, and stuck on ourselves. Um, and especially when you think what you're doing is progressive, interesting, important, when, when something constitutes a breakthrough in your life, it's hard to not ride that horse, you know, to freedom uh, with a kind of disregard for what anyone else thinks or cares about. And that can translate into a kind of arrogance or a pride that comes before a fall. So to be a little bit careful of that. Number four would be the inability to sit still. One thing I don't love about Sun Uranus transits is the feeling of restlessness that can literally feel like you're, you know, some people will literally have panic attacks with uh, Uranus transits. Um, Mercury, Uranus, Sun, Uranus can lead to like a mania. Um, and uh, it's like, it, for, for example, if someone were to ask me, is this a good transit to take a psychedelic under? I would be like, well, it depends on your constitution, obviously, and the, the set and setting and the sacredness of the space and the safety and all of those things. Uh, and it's not right for everyone. And, and, but the thing is, is that this would be a particularly like I would be particularly worried about someone getting really, you know, sort of manic and not like clinically, but you know what I mean? Just like, like really, really amped up to the point where they, they could have a little bit of a break. <laughs> so like, I would be careful. I, I learned that from many, many years of working with ayahuasca under all sorts of different kinds of transits that, you know, the transit does have an effect on the experience. And, you know, the people who said the same thing that I learned a lot from too was, um, you know, Richard Tarnas and Stanislav Groff, who did all sorts of experimentations with LSD and holotropic breathwork and astrological transits. And they noticed that the kind of experience you have is often signified in part by the astrological transits to your birth chart that are happening. It's true. Like this is a transit that can wire you up to the point where, you know, if you already have a nervous constitution, so to speak, then this could send you over the edge a little bit. So I don't love how nervous and restless it can be. Um, you know, for me, the fact that it's happening in the springtime here in Minnesota, as like everything's starting to blossom and like I can clean my garage and sort of get spring fever, you know, I, you know, that's exciting to me. And, and probably I can utilize that energy in a positive way. I'll be more careful about the caffeine I drink around that transit this week. So that's just little things like that. So one thing I don't love is the inability to sit still. And number five is the reckless idealism. By that, I mean that their sun Uranus can be about perfection, about the, the possible, the future, that what is possible in the future as a progressive ideal, as you, you it can be sort of utopian. And um, there's nothing wrong with holding out with, with, moving toward fiery, you know, images of what's possible, what's next, because the soul loves that. It's part of the adventure of life. Where it's a problem is if the sun Uranus becomes, this is a fixed sign, earthy too. So stubborn, fixed in a kind of dogmatic sense of this is the ideal. This is what it is. No bend, no flexibility. Um, Taurus can be dogmatic and stubborn, just like all the other fixed signs. So, you know, just I would say one thing I don't love about this transit or that I, I I could live without would be that way in which a kind of stubborn and somewhat reckless 
um, ideal can present itself and we can get fixated on it um, and be resistant to anything but that standard. Uh, so getting taken over by incredibly powerful ideals, drives, and desires, um, that would be a potential downside. Now, any of these, you could turn and look at the positive in as well. So, you know, we're, we're playing with shadow and light always when we talk about archetypes. Anyway, I hope that this was useful for you guys and gives you, as always, some good things to think about as the astrological weather comes through. Um, I would love to hear your stories. So if you have one to share, use the hashtag grabbed or email us your story, grabbed at nightlightastrology.com. You hashtag grabbed and then say sun Uranus uh, in Taurus and then tell us the story. I'll be sharing some uh, stories probably later in the month. All right. Don't forget uh, to sign up early for need-based tuition if you want to take advantage of that for the upcoming course, which starts in June. Any questions you guys have about any of the programs, email info at nightlightastrology.com. One other brief announcement is that my reading schedule has changed. Uh, because the donation-based reading clinic will be opening in the new year of 2024, um, I will be uh, moving down to four readings per week. I have two slots on Mondays, two slots on Tuesdays. So my availability is going down a little bit as we manage and launch that new clinic. Uh, which means that um, if you want to get in for a reading, you should book now because the wait list will probably get longer. Okay, well, that is it for now, and uh, we will see you again tomorrow.